Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. They don't seem to know when the deadline is. They don't seem to to know when the deadline actually is for getting out of Afghanistan. I understand you can't give us uh, an update on the number of troops on the ground, but I'm still confident that all the troops will be out by the deadline. And also, if you can clarify when the deadline will come into effect, like... Cabal time, August. It's 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 a little uh, bit complicated. No, no, affair. For, for, uh, answer to your first question is yes, and the answer to your second question is I'm not going to get into it. Now, all of a sudden, we're not going to get into when the timeline is. Well, that's something, because the timeline, the deadline, has been everything, and as we know, it's the Taliban that set the deadline because of a threat given. To U.S. commanders, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number. Feel free to call Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Here's the quote. As in the uh, Washington Post, in a hastily arranged in-person meeting, Senior U.S. military leaders in Doha, including McKenzie, commander of U.S. Central Command, spoke with the head of Taliban's political wing, Abdul Ghani Baradar. We have a problem, Baradar said, according to the U.S. official. We have two options to deal with it. You, the United States military, take responsibility for securing Kabul, or you have to allow us to do it. Kabul gave you... An ultimatum? And and by the way, you is us. Kabul gave us an ultimatum? Looks like Chris Cuomo ain't the only one who's Fredo. When Kabul gives us a deadline, you kill the person giving you the deadline right there and then, and then everybody else in the room, then you throw their bodies out of an open window. Now, if you say to me, my gosh, Tony, you are coming in heavy early. The answer is, look, uh, you're asking me how I negotiate. I'll give you that answer anytime. I'll give you that answer over breakfast, over lunch, or over dinner. It's the same answer. They don't tell us how to negotiate. They don't tell us what we have to do. We tell them. If you're not set up to do that, well, that's a problem. Now, I didn't say there aren't some times you'll take a beat, you take a breath. See where it can go, what else you can get, what else can be done. Then you got to handle the thing. But to get pushed around by by these people, by these terrible people, by these non non human people, they're terrorists. They don't believe in humanity. They believe in death. They believe in destruction. That's who they are. That's pretty ugly. That is pretty ugly indeed. This is just one of many, many stories going on. 
We've got reports um, that uh, five rocket attacks have been intercepted by the U.S. missile defense system. This, an attack on the airport in Kabul. They're expecting more attacks as you see these last flights leave. We don't know how many Americans have been left behind. You've got the U.S. engaging in drone attacks on supposedly an ISIS-K subject. Somebody who may have been involved in the planning of the murder of 13 Americans, U.S. service members, never mind hundreds of others. But how in the world did we get the intelligence to be able to go after somebody? We have no intelligence on the ground. The mess continues to grow. The Taliban themselves, they're facing internal power struggles, which I, I got to admit, that part I don't necessarily find surprising. That they're not all together. That they don't, they're, they're not a, a place of, of, of safety and security? Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not surprised that they don't know how they're going to lead themselves. I am not shocked or surprised by this at all and in any way. I don't think rational people are. I think that rational people see this and they say, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who are radically ideological and don't have the ability to engage a sane and cogent thought, which is exactly why those Americans left behind are hostages and why they're going to get killed. This isn't a government. Why in the world are people discussing it as the government of Afghanistan? They're not a government. They're a group of radicals absolutely dedicated to the destruction of the United States and will gladly utilize Americans for their purposes, and their purposes is whatever they can think to use them for. Money, food, medicine, raping for fun. This is who we're discussing here. Meanwhile... Back at the homestead, we don't quite exactly know how many we've gotten out. Let me say that again. We don't know how many Americans we have gotten out of Afghanistan. I don't know how it's possible. I don't know how we can't know, but yet here we are. Notice that I'm having a different conversation than whether or not we know how many Americans are in Afghanistan because it is possible not to know how many Americans are in Afghanistan. It's possible to know this. It's possible, I should say, not to know. It's possible not to know to have a miscount. It's not possible to have an incorrect number of how many you've gotten out of Afghanistan. This is Major General Hank Taylor, Joint Staff Regional Operations Deputy Director, discussing that number. Now, in this phase of the operation, over the weekend and into today, evacuation operations continued. Uh, yesterday, 26 U.S. military aircraft, all C-17s, departed with approximately 1,200 evacuees. In total, there were 28 flights out of Kabul airport in the last 24 hours, which included the remaining coalition uh, departures. As of today, 
more than 122,000, including 5,400 Americans, have been evacuated from Afghanistan. U.S. military troops have shown tremendous bravery and compassion as they put themselves in harm's way uh, to evacuate as many American citizens and Afghans as possible during this operation. That work by U.S. service members continues uh, across the globe at a number of intermediate staging bases and DOD installations. In CENTCOM, more than 27,000 passengers await follow-on movement from six active locations. So 5,400 Americans. That's what we're hearing, right? 5,400 Americans. So how many are left if we thought there were 15,000? And then they decided to revise the number to 6,000, and now we're like, wait. How can we even begin to have that much of a difference? That's why I say it is possible not to know how many Americans were there. But we're even having questions of whether or not the 5,400 number is accurate. That in terms of the Americans that have been gotten out. The absolute disaster does not necessarily have to be further discussed. However, it has to be addressed as absolute disaster because it is what it is what it is. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. He's 100% correct. We, we stand just roughly two weeks before the 20th anniversary of 9-11. We are now less safe. The Taliban has more Black Hawk helicopters than Australia. We have weaponized them. We have lost over the horizon, as the State Department, the Defense Department talks about, because we lost mm -hmm. a, a military base that gave us the ability to see things into Russia, China, Pakistan, and others. We've watched China take this situation into Taiwan. We've watched Russia, when it comes to the Baltics or Eastern Europe, their ability to push further. This is not just what's going to happen next week. This is putting Americans in harm's way for decades. And now we have a president who also opened up our border. And this is a border that earlier this well, year that we have caught numerous people already on the terrorist watch list. And that is true. By the way, we talk about the arsenal. I'm going to give it to you. This is the arsenal. This is what we left behind. Now, this is an important conversation for the people who want to say, well, what about Trump? Well, what about Trump? Well, Trump wanted to pull out of Afghanistan. You ignorant sot. This isn't about whether or not you thought we should pull out of Afghanistan. This is about how we did pull out of Afghanistan. And there are far too many pseudo-intellectuals out there who refuse to address this as is needed. They are desperate to try and engage this radical level of confusion. You've got fools out there. Absolute fools like Rothkopf, who writes over at the Daily Beast, David Rothkopf, answering the questions from Mehdi Hassan over at MSNBC, himself purposeful in the deflection of the proper conversation. How would you grade the Biden-Afghanistan evacuation effort? Um, I guess I'd give it a, a, a seven or an eight. I think it's remarkable in terms of uh, the degree 
uh, of success they've had in getting people out. I think the total today is in excess of 115,000 people um, brought out in the past couple of weeks. Uh, the White House uh, earlier today announced an agreement among 97 nations to ensure that uh, flights continue even after the United States has left. You, know, you that- can't guarantee flights continue. The only way you could do that is by going back in and killing Taliban members. A seven or an eight? But then again, this is a guy who thinks it's all Bush's and Trump's fault. Critics. There have been a lot of critics, and these aren't just Republican or media critics. The Washington Post is reporting that even some House Democrats have raised the prospect of whether Secretary of State Antony Blinken and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan should lose their jobs. David, this withdrawal has undoubtedly not gone according to plan, but should a senior Biden administration official be forced to take the fall for that, do you think? Absolutely not. That's just ludicrous. Uh, The amount of uh, success that they have had in dealing with very difficult circumstances uh, is enormous. And frankly, I think a lot of those critics are covering their own ground. Many of those people are Bush administration officials or Obama administration officials or Trump administration officials who created the circumstances that we're in. The problem is not what we've done in the past two weeks. The problem is what we've done in the past 20 years. The problem is what we've done in the past two weeks, and there could be a problem with what we've done in the past 20 years. That would be the honest way to go about it. But when you're as political as these guys, well, what do you expect? They take away from the conversation of how this pullout was done and only question whether or not we should have pulled out. Now, there could be larger conversations about whether or not we accomplished anything, whether or not we trained this military correctly, there is a series of questions there. I actually answer them over at my Red State series, uh, DC Outsider at redstate.com, become a VIP, use promo code CATS, K-A-T-Z, become a a VIP and you can see the series, DC Outsider. But let's talk about what it is that this pullout has done. This is the arsenal that was left behind. Tell me how any of this is Donald Trump's fault. Here's the arsenal. 22,174 Humvees, 8,000 trucks, 634 M1117s. That's 162,043 radios, 155 mine-proof vehicles, 16,035 night vision goggles, 169 armored personnel carriers, 358,530 assault rifles, 64, I'm sorry, 42,000 pickup trucks and SUVs, 126,295 pistols, 64,363 machine guns, 176 artillery pieces. This from the Government Accounting Office. How about helicopters? 33 MI-17s, 33 UH-60 Blackhawks, and 43 MD-530s. How about four C-130 transports, 23 Embraers, the Super Tucanos, 28 Cessna 208s, 10 Cessna AC-208 strike aircraft? That's what we left behind. Any of that Trump's fault, Bush's fault, Obama's fault? You can make the argument that we trained the Afghan military wrong. I make that argument. You can make the argument that we misunderstood the levels to which the Afghanis were really capable of handling the Taliban. You can make the argument that of the intelligence failures that uh, 
represented exactly how strong the Taliban was, Al-Qaeda was, uh, ISIS-K, etc. Again, this fetishizing the expert class will often lead to disaster. But you can't blame it on Trump. You got to blame it all on Biden. You can't blame it on Bush or Obama. This is all Biden. All of this is his poor leadership. And he is banking on the idea that you will forget come 2022. That you will forget. That's what this team is banking on. That's what they're betting on. And I believe our answer is, yeah, that's a bad bet. You did this, Biden and company, and you have to be held to account. I'm Tony Katz.